Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. Regulators in New York recently approved six out of the state's 10 licensed medical marijuana entities, predominantly comprising major multi-state operators. These companies are now authorized to commence adult-use cannabis sales on December 29th, marking exactly one year since the initiation of recreational sales in New York State. Etain is one of the cannabis companies included in this authorization. The company is the first women-founded medical cannabis companies in New York. It also was one of the first five companies in New York State to receive a medical license to operate after New York passed the Compassionate Care Act back in 2014. Etain has dispensaries in New York with locations in Manhattan, Kingston, Syracuse, and Yonkers, as well as delivery around New York State. I'm glad to have with me today Jess Foyer, who's been the marketing director of Eteen since September of 2020. Prior to cannabis, she worked in fashion PR. She's currently focused on Eteen's brand growth in New York market and has successfully curated a selection of women-owned brands sold at all Eteen locations. So Jess, thanks so much for being with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I'd love maybe to start off is just like give a little background on Etain's history, you know, particularly in the New York cannabis market. Yeah. So as you mentioned, Etain is the only women and family founded of the registered organizations here in New York. So the family is fourth generation New Yorkers and they started the company when the Compassionate Care Act was passed in honor of their grandmother, who was diagnosed with ALS and, like so many of our patients, was prescribed tons of pharmaceuticals. And the family was really looking for other ways that they could help her with her end-of-life care and Mm. discovered medical cannabis. And it really inspired the matriarch of the family, Amy, to start the business. And her two daughters, Keely and Hillary, were both finishing up college and kind of serendipitously, one for marketing and one for horticulture. And they really kind of just jumped in as a family hands, feet, everything first and got one of those first five licenses. And they were, you know, not only the only women, but the only New York and family and just really different from honestly, most states that you see that a lot of these, you know, registered organizations or then of course, MSOs that they've got a footprint in all different states. So I think from the jump, there was just something really unique about the brand and even the name Etain. The name Etain is named in honor of their grandmother and it's an Irish goddess. So really everything that we do kind of works back to always remembering that story. And it's really just in the brand's DNA. Very cool. What is really the big difference between medical marijuana licenses and and like the cannabis licenses that are being given out in New York? Yeah. So the medical cannabis licenses here in New York are all vertical, as in we have seed to sale. So we have a cultivation facility up in Chestertown, New York, which is kind of by Lake George. And we do everything from growing the plants to distributing the plants to selling them in our own retail stores. And right now, 
the licenses, especially, you know, the card licenses, et cetera, those are all just for not just because it's way more than just, but those are all for retail locations. Whereas our license is vertically integrated. And the only licenses that will be kind of similar in that are there are licenses open for people to apply to be ROs, so registered organizations, which have that vertical license, or the micro business licenses. So what New York State has done is they've opened it up that there are a lot of different licenses because obviously when you're vertically integrated, you're controlling that whole supply chain. And the Mm -hmm. idea really is that they wanted to make sure that there was different levels of people being able to have businesses throughout the supply chain just to be able to make more places for people to start their own businesses, have companies of different sizes. So really just trying to open it up to as many people to enter this industry as possible. So are you able to supply also other retailers based on that license? So right now we are able to supply and vice versa only other people in the medical market in New York. So in the medical market in New York, we have all multi-state operators. We buy and sell from each other in our current dispensaries. As literally Friday (laughs) and our license changing over, we will then be allowed to sell our products that are for adult use into adult use dispensaries. And then we will also, and I think one of the most exciting things is we'll then be able to sell products from all the different brands and processors here in New York when we open our first co-located dispensary. So that will have both adult use and medical in it. And that is slated for the beginning of next year. Where is that location going to be? So that is going to be in White Plains, New York, which is very excitingly the Peckham's backyard. They are really involved in the community there. So a bit of a homecoming for them. And that was just announced on Friday. So kind of just starting to put that out there as we're all working very hard behind the scenes to get that all going. So we were talking a little bit from like the business perspective, what some of these, you know, licenses mean, but what about for the person, the ordinary person, like why would they still want a medical cannabis card versus just going into a dispensary and getting what they want? What's the benefit of that? medical cannabis card? Yes, we get asked this a lot. You know, I think all cannabis is medicine in some way, shape, or form, but really our patients are using cannabis as medicine in a different way than maybe some people would use it for recreation. So not only are with you and you have your medical card, are you saving on the taxes and the potency taxes that are in adult use, but you also are able to get higher potency products. So, you know, we have products that are 500 milligrams and in the adult use market, the products only go up to hundred milligrams with the exception of like something like a tincture. And also it's that being able to speak to a pharmacist and essentially be a patient, you know, like you would talk to a pharmacist at a drugstore or, you know, talk to a physician. It's really we say take a moment for us it's like you really are taking that moment for yourself to take your healthcare into your own hands and i think you know it just we've seen so many other states that when adult use comes online medical just kind of 
unfortunately diminishes. And I think, you know, it really seems that New York is trying to not let that happen. And we want to make sure we are really a part of that because we are a medical brand, will always be a medical brand. And even as we have these co-located stores, most of our stores will only still be medical. So if you look at the way the MRTA is written, people that have the type of license we do can have a total of eight stores. But out of those eight stores, only three of them can be both medical and adult use. So five of our stores would still be focused on just medical. This is pretty complex. This is not easy to follow. You know, let me tell you, no one, no one tells you when you enter this industry, all those things that you'll be reading. I had no idea how much I would know rules and regulations and be on the government website. But, you know, I think for us, it's really just about explaining to people, you know, what those advantages are. And also in the adult use market, you're not permitted to have loyalty programs or have discounts. And especially for people that are using this as medicine, they rely on things like that. You know, they need to be able to stock up on things at a lower price. And we just don't want them to have those barriers. So we're able to do things like have loyalty points, et cetera, and just make sure that there's really access for people. And does Etain have business outside of New York as well? We are only in New York. So we Uh, have stores in New York and the grow here and we are New York only. So I know we had mentioned that you are carrying some women-owned brands. I'd love you to just give maybe a little bit of background on the sorts of brands and products that you guys carry. Yeah. So again, I think a lot of it goes back to our, you know, our founders and really the foundation that they set. So when I started here somehow about three years ago, I worked with them on opening our New York City flagship store. And we really used it as a space to be able to promote not only our own brand, but really lift up other women in the cannabis, CBD, and health and wellness side of things. So the first brand that we carried was the brand that you've probably seen a lot of people wearing, Buy Weed from Women, which Mm -hmm. kind of became one of our mantras, if you will. And we are really proud to carry that brand. We're the first dispensary to carry that brand. And from there, we really started to look at honestly, who's in the community with us that has brands that we had tried, that we knew other people had tried that were just kind of the best in class. So one of the first brands we carried was from the brand Tribe Tokes and Canna celebrity Kim B. Her gummies we've had since, really since we started selling CBD products. And they do extremely well not only for our patients, but also our stores are open to anyone that wants to come in to see the products that we have, maybe talk to a pharmacist before you have your medical certification to just have a conversation and anyone can buy those products. We also sell from a woman named Kimber. She has a brand called Chime and Chill, and she's doing amazing things with the other cannabinoids. And really, again, back to the education of it, We're able to do things like pop-ups where she's able to come in and talk about CBG and CBN. And then kind of on the other side of that, outside of edibles, we sell things like this amazing candle that kind of sucks up the smell of cannabis and other things in your home from a brand 024. And what's been really fun is just getting to meet people in the community, try their products, and 
bring them in. And honestly, many of them, we were the first shelves that they were on. And now so many of them are in the adult use stores. And they were able to say, hey, we were on the Etain shelves. This product did amazing. And, you know, use that as that catalyst to be able to grow their business. And that's just the coolest thing. And I think for us going into recreational to be able to then look at what the THC brands are that are women founded and be able to then do the same thing is just super exciting. And we're really, really jazzed to get to do that here in the new year. So I'm sure you love everything you carry, but is there one favorite? I'm of course partial to all of the Etain products. I would say my favorite, which I've said many a times, and it's definitely a patient favorite too, is we have a water soluble powder that is just a very unique product, not only for being able to mix in like water and coffee, but you can literally put it in anything. So you can put it in ketchup with your French fries. You can put it in your pancake mix. You can literally bake a wedding cake with it if you want. And we have a lot of fun with it. We do a lot of recipes on our Instagram. And that's a product that they made, you know, before my time and really was just an answer to very strict regulations in New York around what type of products we could sell in the medical market and trying to come up with these creative solutions because not all patients want to smoke and combust and people live in apartments. So what were these unique products that we can make? So I am very partial to that powder. It comes in a one-to-one formulation, THC, CBD, and it's the go-to for sure. Very interesting. You know, one of the things that, you know, I've noticed is like all over the city, it's at, it seems like every bodega is selling cannabis. How do people know you're licensed? Is there literally like any branding that you're allowed to use or like, is there literally? Yeah. Oh, yes, for sure. Like, how do people distinguish the difference? Yeah. So very unfortunately, so many of those stores have popped up and it is so confusing to New Yorkers and tourists alike. Yeah. Any of the licensed stores, either medical dispensaries or the adult use dispensaries, all have a little like light green uh, placard sticker on the front of the store saying that it's a licensed dispensary. Scan a QR code, takes you to the link of all the licensed dispensaries. But, you know, unfortunately, none of those stores have to play by the same rules that any of us do. Right. You know, making sure the number one thing is we do not market to anyone under 21 years old in the Mm -hmm. adult use market. And unfortunately, those stores that are not playing by those rules that are not legal stores have got neon lights and all of these things, and they're not IDing people. So I think the most important thing for people to buy legal, they go on the OCM website, they can see what the list of stores is. And the really the number one way that we're going to get rid of these stores is to have legal stores. So I think even just last week, you know, at that same meeting where we got the news about our license, they're opening up. I think I saw this morning over like 99 other licenses to other stores. So not just in New York City, but all over the state. So I think hopefully in 2024, we see lots of new dispensaries opening that then is helping to push out the the bad actors here that have kind of taken advantage of the situation. So how else do you see like New York evolving in terms of, you know, cannabis and where do you think the opportunity is going to be with with all the competition that that's coming? I mean, you know, we're New York. 
So it's what we do. We build brands coming from a, you know, a fashion background where I was working with brands that when they wanted to make it, they made it in New York. And I think being able to really support the homegrown brands here, expose people to those brands, and also just take people that are so amazing in their industries and bring them into cannabis. You know, it's not just people that are working at a dispensary. It's everything from accountants to marketing people to design. There's so many different facets of the business. It's just another industry. So I think New York has so many talented people. So to be able to just bring them into the industry and grow it just like you would any other product is going to be a really, really exciting thing to see because that's what we do in New York. We build brands. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the name and seeing you guys expand the brand. But thank you yeah. so much for sharing more about yourself and Etain. Yeah, of course. Anything else? Pleasure talking to you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. This is the Schneps Connects podcast. To listen to this podcast or any others, go to podcast.schnepsmedia.com or stream us on all major podcast networks.